Welcome to From Passion to Purpose, the podcast where we dive deep into the inspiring world of nonprofit organizations and the incredible individuals who lead them. I'm your host, Shama, and I am thrilled to take you on this journey of exploration and discovery. We all have moments when we strongly desire to make a positive impact, giving back to our communities and changing the world for the better. For many, that desire evolves into a passion, a driving force that compels us to take action. This podcast is about the journey from the initial spark of passion to the fulfillment of a higher purpose. So whether you're an aspiring change maker, a seasoned philanthropist, or simply curious about the world of nonprofit, From Passion to Purpose will provide you insight, stories, and valuable lessons to guide you on your journey of making a difference. So let's jump in and begin our exploration of the remarkable world of nonprofit leaders. With me today is the CEO of WINGS, Kate Rose Marquez from Dallas, Texas. Hi, Kate, welcome. Briefly introduce yourself and tell us about your organization. Sure. My name is Kate Rose Marquez, and I'm the CEO of Wings. Wings is a nonprofit located in Dallas, Texas, that uh, serves primarily women, women of color, and their families. Um, and we provide um, services in, for, in both healthcare and financial literacy and career development. Awesome. Um, so this uh, season, I'm kind of focusing on leadership, um, nonprofit leadership stories. And I'm always fascinated to know, like, what inspired you to um, get into the nonprofit sector? The majority of my career was actually in the for-profit sector. And while I was in the for-profit sector, I served on a lot of, of boards in the Dallas area and did a lot of volunteering, shared events for them, et cetera. And I took a break to stay home with my kids, small kids for about a dozen years. When I went back into the workforce, I realized that the most um, uh, fulfilled I was and passionate I was about what I was doing was when I was doing board work, when I was working with nonprofits. So I thought, well, what if I could do that every day? So I, didn't pursue a position in for-profit and I pursued a nonprofit. Awesome. Did you find that uh, transition to be difficult? In some ways. So what I would say is I did not find it to be difficult because I had served on, I had served on so many boards and on executive committees. I chaired a board, et cetera. So I, I understood the inner workings of an organization, um, how that works really well. What I would say is, while I was aware of this ahead of time, it took a lot of um, self-reminding and self-talk, shall we say, to um, accept that uh, uh, nonprofits uh, cannot evolve as quickly as a for-profit can, you know, due to funding, due to just many, many factors. But you you gotta you gotta have a little bit of the patience of Job and and a lot of a stakeholder buy-in, et cetera, when you want to um, make shifts. Great, thank you. Um, so what advice would you give to your younger self or someone 
considering a career in the nonprofit sector? Like what type of skills do you think is essential that, you know, someone want to start working and building their portfolio? Two words that come to mind is uh, curiosity and diligence. I think that um, if you're curious and you're diligent, and I mean, uh, whether you're talking about on the fundraising side of the house or the programmatic side of the, side of the house, I think um, being curious about the community around you, learning more, seeking to understand, uh, um, reading a lot, experiencing, going out and volunteering for other nonprofits so you can learn about them, picking up the phone and saying to a peer at another nonprofit, hey, let's just go have coffee. I want to learn more about you, more about your organization. Uh, and that, I think, has really, really helped uh, me personally, and I helped uh, our organization. And then I think that diligence part is a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but a lot of great ideas never come to fruition because the diligence piece isn't put in. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do that, you can transform a community by being diligent and doing your homework and following an idea through to fruition. That's great, great advice. I wish someone gave that to me in my younger days. <laughs> in your um, experience, what do you think some of the common misconceptions people have about working in the nonprofit organizations? I think one of the misconceptions, uh, uh, if you haven't worked in nonprofit, whether it's a person who is, is considering be a staff person or it could be a donor or it could be a uh, just just someone in the community i think a misconception is that nonprofits can like just do it i guess for a better phrase like oh we'll just do this or you you guys should just dot 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 mm. and i see that when i see new staff especially young staff come into the organization not just mine one boards i was on before etc where they think that their content expertise, they, they think they're content experts without the historical knowledge and the hours put at a task. So they're like, well, you guys should just dot, dot, dot. And it's like, mm, it's a little more complicated than that. There's a lot of layers there. There's, again, there's stakeholders. There's there's uh, considering the clients, considering our mission, um, uh, uh, um, analyzing unintended consequences, analyzing risk, uh, uh, making sure using your mission as litmus, et cetera. So I think sometimes people think there is just an easy solution, easy answers, and it has to be more um, contemplative than that. Great. Thank you. Um, can you share a memorable moment, maybe um, one of or, or several of your clients, um, you know, kind of reaching the other side that kind of reaffirmed your commitment to your nonprofit work? Yes, I, I, it's, <laughs> we have many, but one who stands out because I still text with her all the time. It's a woman named Jackie Green. So half of what we do, we do the Nurse Family Partnership, which is a national program that WINGS uh, administers here regionally. And uh, Nurse Family Partnership is uh, um, 
designed to support low-income first-time women. So the uh, income ceiling for that is about 30,000 gross a year. It has to be first-time pregnancy and enroll before your 28th week. So Jackie um, um, qualified. So she uh, came into our program, was assigned a, a nurse, Amber, worked with her, uh, had a, a fantastic relationship with her. And um, the other half of what we do is financial literacy and one-on-one -on -one financial coaching. And our nurses are very well-versed on the uh, um, economic advancement side too, because the ideal would be to have someone start off in our NFP program and um, then carry that thread either subsequently or concurrently dipping into our economic advancement, getting a financial coach, et cetera, really wanting to help them change that trajectory of their lives. Well, Jackie uh, was all in. She's like, not only do I want a nurse, I've heard about this side. I want to do that too. She starts doing financial literacy classes. She's with a coach and she had just an off, off comment said to the coach, you know, I wish I wish I could go back to uh, get my my bachelor's degree in college. I only have an associate's, but I guess that that ship has sailed. And our coach is like, well, wait a minute. Why why do you think that sailed? They you know, let's talk about that more. And uh, the two of them start doing some digging around. They found Jackie some um, scholarship money, and um, Jackie last August graduated from University of Texas in Arlington with a bachelor's degree. Wow. She had a bachelor's degree. She got a promotion and now makes just under 80,000 a year. And she started, I think it was, I don't remember how many months ago she started her master's program. Oh my goodness. So we had her speak to our board in a mission moment. We featured her here in our event video. You know, we were very excited. She's, and she's just wonderful. Well, the national NFP saw our video, thought she was so fantastic that she then went, they invited her to go down to Austin to speak to the legislature and about NFP and about, about funding, et cetera. Then they thought she was so fabulous at that. She's been named an ambassador for NFP, a national ambassador for NFP. And about, I think it was uh, last spring, they flew her to Washington, D.C., where she met with congressmen. Oh, my God. She was so excited. She was taking pictures of herself in the landmarks around town. And she called me at six in the morning, the morning of her things. And she said, she calls me Miss Kate Rose, Miss Kate Rose. She had me on FaceTime and she had four outfits laid out on her bed in the hotel room. <laughs> she would help me pick which one. She was awesome. So she is like, I mean, if I could clone Jackie Green, but she epitomizes what we really want to see with our clients. Because I always emphasize when we talk, when I talk about Wings, Wings is not the protagonist in this story. Our clients are. We're, we are a resource for them. We, we have the skills, you know, the, the skills and tools that, that we can teach them and they can embrace and incorporate in their habits and their long-term uh, uh, skills and, and life goals. But they're the ones who sign up, show up and do the work. They're the heroes of this story. And Jackie Green, to me, epitomizes in big ways what you can achieve if you commit to doing the work. That is 
Amazing. Awesome. Congratulations to her and you guys. I mean, she just texted me the other day. She's always taking me pictures of her son or telling me what she's up to. And she's awesome. <laughs> Great. Um, I don't know if I uh, asked in the beginning or not. Could you tell us what WING stands for? I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> the reason <laughs> I'm saying that is we are actually going through a rebranding campaign. We're rolling out a new name this spring. Okay. And so Wings used to be the YWCA of Dallas. So we've been around 115 years, uh, but we spun off from the national YWCA about 10 years ago. And we apparently, and I wasn't there for this part, but apparently had a very, very short, um, like short as in a couple of weeks time to select a new name. And if you've ever done any rebranding or understanding of renaming, that's not a couple of weeks project. That's a six yeah. months, year, year and a half project. So they reached out, got this guy to do pro bono, quickly changed the name. And unfortunately, it, what WING stands for is Women in Need of Generous Support, huh. which is, uh, it sounds mm -hmm. condescending or it sounds... Uh, uh, um, not very empowering. Not empowering, thank you. Not empowering, not, right? And so, uh, and my whole background's branding and, and uh, um, media and marketing, et cetera. And I actually, when I was interviewing for the job, I actually said, how long do I have to be there be before we change this name? They're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, okay. But in a, we did a strategic plan a couple of years ago. And one of the things they identify is they're like, you've got to change that name. It's the full name. It, it just comes across as a bit misogynistic, I think. Mm -hmm. and, I'm being gracious. And so we um, we actually went out and we got a grant to pay for the rebranding and, and redoing of the website. So I actually know, I can't share with you, I know what our new name is and I know when we're going to do it, but we have to rebuild our website, which will take a couple of months. So we are, we are I would say, 75% done with that project and uh, um, we're very excited. So we actually don't even use the only time you'll ever see our full name is in a legal document. We kind of just kind of go, shh. <laughs> mm. Well, I'll have to circle back with you once you, you know, change your name and everything and it's really see good. How it's going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so would you share um well other than the name uh, the rebranding what your hopes and goals are for the future of your organization and the nonprofit sector as a whole sure um uh, so i mean the hopes and goals for our organization is to serve more people uh unfortunately uh um there there's there's more need than than uh, hours in the day right um, we have seen a giant growth for our organization over the last couple of years. Um, our fiscal year ends June 30th. And so our rolled up numbers for this past fiscal year, we served over 1,500 unduplicated clients. That was 30% over what we served the year before. So uh, we know that. We know there's need. We know that there's uh, there are people that are are wanting the services we provide. So really just keep scaling. We actually were awarded a uh, contract from the city of Dallas uh, this time last year to stand up and run three financial empowerment centers in South Dallas in Redbird, Oak Cliff and Pleasant Grove. And, um, and to do the work we're already doing, the financial coaching and literacy and career development, 
but to do it embedded in the community in site-specific uh, uh, areas. And um, this allowed us uh, uh, challenges and opportunities. We actually increased our headcount by 50% last year in 60 days. We had to get all those new coaches um, um, scale, uh, um, certified, trained, certified, and out into the community. It was a Herculean task we got done. And we're seeing the benefits of that um, in our numbers going up. And we're seeing the benefits in that and the outcomes of our clients. So for us, we would just really like to see that uh, keep trending up. Awesome. Um, well, we have just a few minutes and I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to um, tell the audience what some of your needs are, how they can get involved. Um, you know, and I also feel that because we've gone so virtual now that you don't have to be in that, you know, zip code to help anybody can it's, you know, now we are kind of gone global. So what some of the needs do you have and things that you want people to know? Well, I'd be falling down on my job if I didn't mention first and foremost money. Um, <laughs> as every nonprofit uh, staff person will tell you. Uh, we are, uh, um, you know, as a nonprofit, we, it, we, our our product, if you will, is our is our services. And for us to be able to provide those, we need funding uh, to uh, support our programs and to support our. And, and and you're in the nonprofit world, you know. There's the the restricted and unrestricted. So I would say a a, a big uh, ask would be for unrestricted dollars. And for those who are listening, unrestricted dollars means not directed to a specific program, but given to the agency to carry out the work that they do. Because as you can imagine, well, 87% of what we raise uh, goes to our programs. Well, there's still that 13 cents per dollar that we need to pay our electricity, pay, uh, you know, we've, we've got to have like an accountant, we've got to have an HR person, we've got to have, you know, so the non-programmatic people. So what I would say is the greatest need is unrestricted dollars. Uh, after that, I would say uh, um, restricted dollars. And then always volunteers. One of the neat things about our um, economic advancement, our financial curriculum, is it's co-taught with um, executives and our staff. So we're always looking for executives. And this does have to be in the Dallas area, but to um, volunteer for us. Awesome. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. I, I just, just the, the story you shared and it just sounds so like you're, you're really changing lives and making, um, huge impact. Um, and, um, I, I'm also, before we end, I wanted to ask if, um, do you partner with other, um, nonprofits and, and have a huge network of that? Yes, so we're kind of known in the Dallas community as being collaborators and conveners. That's what we hang our hat on. In fact, the Financial Empowerment Centers I mentioned to you, the model is to embed uh, with, and, and the basis of our Southern Dallas initiative, our strategic plan is to identify uh, other nonprofits who are serving the same demographic and provide non-redundant services to collaborate and even co-locate with. So these financial empowerment centers 
uh, uh, two of them are located in Salvation Army locations in South Dallas. And the other one's located at the shops at Redbird, which is a tremendous uh, space that has a lot of different uh, nonprofit wraparound services. So what we do is those are what I would call our big C collaborations. Last year, uh, we had over 65, what I call little C collaborations, where we're doing cross referrals. We're going on site to those, those locations to provide coaching, to provide curriculum, et cetera. We believe very, very strongly in um, I don't know if you remember Captain Kangaroo and the story of Stone Soup, but we believe very strongly in the, the concept that if we all give a little bit, we can we can provide more to all. That is wonderful. Thank you again, Kate Rose, uh, the CEO with Wings. Thank you so much for joining us today on From Passion to Purpose. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found it both informative and inspirational. Before you go, we want to remind you to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to join us next month for another informative episode where we dive deep into the nonprofit world with another nonprofit leader who is making a difference in our community. Thank you again for being part of this podcast community. Until next time, take care and keep exploring the world of knowledge.